Welcome to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful with your hosts, Coach Dave, Heather, and James, where we provide you with the tools and entertainment to bring clarity, balance, focus, and butterflies to your everyday life. Hey, welcome back to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. My name's James Johnson. We've got Coach Dave and the butterfly girl, Heather Andrews. And here we are. We're back now. We're all the way up here in July, getting into August. And wow, what a time. You know, the world's come back into place and, and we're starting to get back to some sort of normalcy. But we were just talking here backstage about how a lot of people are struggling with that. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably not the best person to give that advice because I just like was working the whole entire time and wore a mask only if I absolutely positively had to. And if I was going to get the COVID, I was going to live with the COVID and that's the way it was going to be. But Heather, I know you've got a different opinion on that. Dave, I know you got a different opinion on that. So let's hear it. Well, I, I like James, you know, we, I would say kind of ran towards the fire. Um, there were people who ran away from the fire and James and I know each other now because of that. Um, we both were, um, you know, trying to maximize our downtime by, um, you know, participating in group events virtually. So we both joined a speaking group and um, had weekly tasks and uh, accountability groups and other things that we were tasked with doing. So it virtually kept us in touch with people. And I actually got an opportunity to meet James in person this year after literally working with him virtually for a year. And um, I, I, I think that um, it, it's up to all of us to figure out a way um, in any time of your life to stay in contact. and it certainly changed the way that we gathered. Um, Pennsylvania, much like California was strictly locked down. So there really wasn't anywhere to go because even restaurants, you had to pick up food uh, curbside. So a lot of, I would say, to opportunities to um, engage with people socially were severely limited. Um, in my case, you know, I'm a gardener. So um, you know, I uh, not only participated virtually with the Master Gardeners of uh, Cumberland County and all of our meetings switched virtually, which to be honest, if it hadn't, I don't know that I could have done that program because the training's pretty intense and, and, and intensive, uh, but all of our volunteer hours are outside. And so um, that's given me an opportunity to connect with people. And then those that are concerned about social distancing, we're outside. It's really not a problem. The majority of the time I'm working by myself or with one or two other people. Um, but, you know, we took it upon ourselves to stay engaged by um, being outside, uh, working in the garden. And then um, our, our state parks were not closed. So that was one venue that we could go and be outside and do something or see something, be somewhere different um, and socially distance, not wear a mask. And I, I will say again, one of the bright shiny objects on uh, for me was that I got to go to a lot of state parks that otherwise I had never been to. So we took full advantage of that to see a lot of the wildflowers that were blooming in different state parks throughout the year and, and just go places locally that I had never been. So I, I'm, 
I'm really super grateful, but I completely can empathize with people who maybe for health reasons or, you know, based on the data they were getting from their news sources, you know, chose to socially distance, stay in their home, not go anywhere, not even go outside. And having to now re-engage probably feels really strange. Yeah, so I think that, that for me, that was the same thing is that I'm, I'm a very outdoorsy person, but, you know, they actually shut down surfing during that time. It, really? It, it, no, it was, it was irritating as all hell. It's like, what are you kidding why, me? What about infect the seals? And why, why would they do that? That just seems crazy to me. You know, you, you, you're asking the wrong person because it, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. But, you know, I think, Dave, you know, that was probably easy for you to make a switch on your business. I mean, you, you started doing your workouts outside, right? Is that how it happened for you? Or what, what happened? Yeah. So um, at first, we closed the gym. Uh, the gym was closed for about three months. So um, as soon as this happened, I kind of saw where this was headed. And all of the equipment I had, I gave it out to all of the people that I had who I was training with. And I said, well, um, I'm going to be doing all the things here so there, there'll be like zoom workouts and online libraries and everything else um and i want everyone to have equipment so that the, 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 the that's to say well i couldn't do your exercises because i didn't have this and that i said no 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 here it is so i gave it all up and um you know for about three months we just filmed like workouts and everything else um, and kept people engaged as best as we were able to. Um, but for us, for me, 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 me I found that uh, because we weren't able to travel everywhere, going out and doing more like mountain biking and hiking and just seeing all the things around us here, things that we all, you know, like I had always thought, well, if I was able to, I would do this. If I was able to, I would do that. And previously it had been overshadowed by, well, I'm traveling to this place. I'm traveling to this area. You know, I could do all of those things. So I was out to doors a hell of a lot, you know? So it was interesting. Um, but I don't know how, if you aren't that person, um, how you get back into to it again so yeah right i think you can start by if you're driving your car by yourself you pretty much don't need to wear a mask <laughs> i see these yourself. i see these people doing this and it's like what <laughs> are you kidding me yeah <laughs> uh, uh, you know and if you're one of those people i don't mean to make fun of you but come on let's get real okay so so the i i think that first off that what you got to do about this whole thing is you got to find something to be grateful for. All right. And, and, and I'll tell you, I, I hate to say it, but I'm really grateful for the COVID virus. All right. I, I really am because it changed my life. It really did. But the only reason why it changed my life is because I got up and I did something about it at the time. And as Heather said, we met in what was something called the rise up challenge. And 
we were literally together like every day for months, all right? And doing things to improve things, good, better, best, never let it rest till good gets better and better gets best. And, and we were and we were continuing to do that. And as a matter of fact, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm literally shooting a video today about, about, you know, how we transitioned from being out there and doing and doing our education in public to doing everything on zoom you know and, and if you haven't been on a zoom meeting you know you must have been living underneath a rock over the last year because exactly. i've been on thousands of them right <laughs> thousands. <laughs> it's, it's crazy i didn't even know what zoom was before february of last year i never <laughs> heard the i never heard the name before i had go to meetings but I think you got to be grateful about whatever it is. Maybe you start off by just being grateful by the fact that you you didn't get this virus, right? And then you got to start inching your way out the door, right? And find and finding and finding some things to start doing and and coming into contact with people and doing doing some stuff that you know breaks you out of your shell. And and, and if you're frail and you're fragile, then you know you might want to still stay in your shell. If you're still worried about this, that's fine. But but uh, it's time to get back to life. You know, you can't can't continue on this path. Agreed. And 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 I would say, from a health standpoint, it all starts with being healthy, and that's you know exercise every day, even if it's just going out for a walk or a hike. You know, to doing something where you're active and you're outside and you breathe for fresh air. Um, and it goes further in terms of like eating healthy, you know, it's the big thing is, is that when you're in this coronavirus era, I mean, it's, it's, it's about regaining, you know, some impact on your overall life. And I think that that all starts with you being healthy. So, well, I think health certainly one of the most important things out there without it you got nothing you can have all the money in the world but without health you got nothing for sure so, i you know heather your 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 thoughts on how do how do we break out of this i mean you know there are a lot of people that are still stuck in the in the bubble well i think first of all i i think it's important important that you get out of the bubble by starting to do your own research. Um, you know, I, you all know I'm a clinical researcher by day and, um, you know, through this whole thing, it, I have done a lot of surmising large data sets for people to help them understand, you know, the risk and benefits. And there are lots of opportunities for all of us to monitor our risks. And you can go to the John Hopkins website put your age and risk factors in and you can look at your potential mortality rate from the disease. The reality is, is that for most of us, the, the chance of dying from this disease is very small. And I am concerned that now we're talking about a new variant, the Delta variant, which is prevalent in the UK and in, in India. Um, but what I can say in a positive way are two things based on data. One is if you've had the disease, it looks like you are have antibodies. So how many of us on us call had chickenpox as children? I did. Did you guys have chickenpox as children? Absolutely. Okay. And I managed to get lucky enough to get shingles later on. <laughs> right. 
Well, I mean, once the virus is in you, it's always in you and that's a risk. But the reality is, is that you won't ever have chicken pox again. And it seems that based on the previous data from SARS and this current data, it's very unlikely if you've had it, that you will get it again. Good news, you have immunity. I would say the other good news is that the new variant Delta, um, while highly transmissible, is not deadly. So again, very likely that you will get exposed, very likely that you may contract it, very unlikely that you will die. And I, I just think life is a risk, right? Every time you walk outside your home, you get in a car, you are at risk, right? Your children at, are at risk. But at some point, you've got to factor that into whether or not you're gonna get on an airplane, whether or not you're gonna get in a car, whether or not you're gonna go ride your bicycle outside, there is a risk associated with all of those activities. And I just think that you have to make the best decision for you and your family. And that may or may not include a mask. It may or may mean that your grandmother has to stay home because she's immune compromised. I get it. I'm not trying to tell anyone here what they should or shouldn't do. What I am saying is whatever is you decide is right for you may not be right for me. And I think this is where we're at right now, where there is a portion of society that is very intent on trying to tell other people how they should live their lives. And that has to stop. You know, you cannot dictate how other people are going to live their lives through this pandemic. If they need to stay home because they have an immune compromised child, I get it. But that doesn't mean that I can't go and live my life or vice versa, because I'm going to live my life. I can't, shouldn't dictate to you who are immune compromised and I don't know your host history um, health wise what you should do. You have to do what's in your best interest. But what you should do is do your own research and make your decisions accordingly based upon your, you know, your, your ability to uh, assess risk and your ability to understand your own health conditions. And I think that's how we move forward at this point is we live and let live. And we stop trying to dictate how people are gonna live their lives. And we should have started a lot earlier. I mean, that, that's what I said from the very, very beginning. It was like, look, you know, by the way, I know a lot of people get COVID or a whole lot, right? Sure. And I, all, only, all I only know two that died. And both right. of those people that died had renal, renal, um, they were on dialysis. They were renally compromised. Yeah, right? they were. And, and yeah. They should have been dead years ago. I mean, they, right. they were just, they were so, living on borrowed time as it was. So it and, just hastened their death. And I'm so sorry to hear that, James. I, it's it, not a callous thing. No, it, know, was, but, it was a very terrible thing, but it was the reality of the situation. Yeah. And, and look, you know, I'm not here to fault anybody for the decisions they made at the time. We all made decisions based on the information that we were given at the time. And in some cases that information was flawed. Again, I'm not here to blame or point fingers because we made decisions based on flawed data. What I am saying is at this point, you've got to be able to assess data for yourself. And I'm not talking about going and hearing it from a talking head. There is a ton of published data at this point go do the research yourself. Talk, it's like me always, I always say, do the math. You know, you hear people talking about this, that, and other thing, literally, but just, just do the math, all right? Because people lie, mathematics doesn't. 
as a matter of fact, through that, throughout that whole process, it was, I think it was about June of last year, I finally pulled the cable out of my house. I was just done listening to all the malarkey that was going on. And, I, and so that's I, it. Done. And I think that, you know, um, Dave being our, our exercise expert here would tell you that one of the best things you can do is fresh air exercise and sunshine. You know, it is really yes. important that you get outside right now. If you aren't spending at least 10 minutes a day in getting some vitamin D, you're putting your health at risk and you should be doing that every single day. It, it, you know, it is not difficult to do. And it is one of the best things you can do for your immune system and for your health. Get outside. And we have gorgeous weather here. It's 80 degrees. Uh, I have been working all morning. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting outside. Um, but the point being is, is that I can just tell my mental attitude is better. You know, I feel better. One, because I'm exhausted because we're walking and swimming and, you know, we're, we're moving a lot this week. Um, so there's no, no trouble getting anybody to go to bed, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I feel fantastic and, you know, sea water and salt water and sea air is good for you. I, and so, you know, you may not be as lucky as I am right now to be able to be on a beach, but at least get outside. So Dave, you know, if you were, were to ask me two years ago, like, I, I watch these people eat all these supplements and stuff and I just look at them and just shake my head. But I will say that over the last couple of years, I've actually been eating a lot of supplements. And one of the things that I did during this is I upped my um, intake of zinc and um, I think it was zinc, magnesium and D3 were the, the three that, that I was supposed to take during that time. How do you feel about supplements, Dave? Um supplements are a I struggle with that because most people eat like crap and they don't exercise so when they say oh I, I want to buy this fat burner or this magic pill or blah 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 I say well you're starting with the small and you're not focusing on the big things you know like after you get everything else hammered out after you are exercising regularly, you are eating healthy regularly, you are tracking your intake of protein and overall amount of food and fiber and those things. I think that there is some, some health um, improvements that can come from it, but most people start with the, I'll buy this pill and let's, let's, you know, this will solve everything. And that's just, it isn't true. Um, so I would say that after you have everything hammered out, yes, adding those things in there, um, if you aren't eating a completely balanced diet of foods is helpful. Um, but I see too many folks wanting that, that, that quick fix, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, that's not the avenue. Well, well I think I, it, in this in this case, the the purpose of the zinc and the, I think it's D three. Actually, Heather could probably tell me what, which one it was, but I know it's more of a prophylactic thing that it helps. It's a preventative. In other words, if you don't understand medical prophylactic, they um, some people go, "Oh my God, a prophylactic!" <laughs> but, so, but, 
So you're 100% right. I mean, D3 obviously is, is vitamin D. And if you're in a northern climate like I am in the wintertime, it's very difficult to get D3 because we're overcast a good portion of the year. Um, however, uh, the best way to get vitamin D is sunshine without sunscreen. So 10 minutes of sunshine without sunscreen every day. Yes. Um, however, take a supplement if you are like me, uh, you know, I'm like every risk factor for vitamin D deficiency and I do get deficient in the winter time. Um, for, for zinc, okay, um, as you get older, uh, your body doesn't protect, uh, uh, process it well. There are certain segments of the population that are zinc deficient based on their diet um, and heredity figures into this equation. So zinc is a really easy one, but we saw this in the early COVID um, clinical uh, papers that were being written was that there were specific population, this, the VA population being one of them that was uh, zinc deficient. Uh, African-American populations tend to be zinc deficient. Again, most zinc comes from your food. It's very difficult to get it unless you eat a lot of greasy, lean, green leafy vegetables or yeah, you eat you be doing yes yeah. yes or or seafood uh oysters in particular have a lot of zinc so uh, point being is is that if you are not a good consumer of fresh fruit vegetables and seafood probably a good idea to um, look at zinc um, as a supplement um, you know, so, uh, and get it from a reputable source. So that also means doing your homework again. So, um, one of the best things you can do is on your next primary care visit, have your blood tested to see if you are deficient in either of those. Um, but if you, again, look at the data coming out of the countries that, um, chose prior to the vaccine and ongoing to, uh, provide prophylactic kits, uh, they were, uh, giving their populations those two vitamins. Now, I will say that um, there's a lot of controversy over this, but the data that has been published is pretty solid on those two on, on those two vitamins. So, uh, again, you're going to need to do your research, but I believe that the best way to start is go get a blood test from your and ask to check your vitamin D levels from your primary care. So we're healthy, wealthy, and grateful, and Coach Dave, Heather, the Butterfly Girl, myself, James Johnson, and we come here every week to try to help you to become more healthy, more wealthy, and more grateful. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and reach out to us if you have a subject that you'd like to hear. Remember to live like you're going to die tomorrow and plan like you're going to live forever and keep smiling and making it great. Thank you for listening to Healthy, Wealthy, and Grateful. Be sure to join our Facebook group. Remember, live like you are going to die tomorrow and plan like you are going to live forever. You just might. And don't forget to stop and smell the flowers along the way.